0: Good morning and welcome to The Bright Side with Alexis Robin. Today is June 13th and we're talking about how to create an MVT, a minimal viable team. So, if you've spent any time in Silicon Valley, you've heard the acronym MVP, which is the idea of the minimal viable product. This is often what startups will focus on when they first start their business before they get funded. They want to get the, the most simple product that they can get onto the market and start testing to see if there's truly a market for it. Then they will iterate from there versions 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, et cetera. And so um, this is often the core focus of any startup team and mostly um, and sometimes at the expense of everything else. So what I'm suggesting is a minimal viable team, which is this idea of becoming um, the most cohesive, synergistic team that you can be as a small startup as one of your main focus areas. So some startups get married in a fever. I love that song by Johnny Cash. And they have somebody who has a great idea. They get um, they get all excited about it. They bring in a couple friends or maybe somebody from a project they worked on before. And the next thing you know, they are um, working on You know, they're giving sweat equity and everybody's working hard. But then after a few months, things start to crop up. Values, differences, uh, problems with communications, challenges on the team. And so it's at that part and even before in my recommendation that startups really need to be thinking about creating a minimal viable team beforehand. So these teams can handle volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous environments, they, uh, and they're going to want to focus on a handful of things. The first thing is clear vision and purpose. The second is good communication. The third is shared values. The fourth is diverse strengths. And the fifth is individual capacity and self-awareness. So when you're talking about building this minimal viable team, you want to be thinking about all of those things. Now, let's dive in deeper to each of these with clear vision and purpose. And I'm talking crystal clear vision, not kind of some pie in the sky idea that doesn't have detailed information around it, but really crystal clear vision about, hey, here's where we're going. This is what you're part of. This is the big why. uh, And this is where we're going. People need to understand that. And so um, when you have that clear vision, it's a key lever in inspiring your team. People know where they're going and, they, um, and they're motivated about getting there and they feel they believe in it. Uh, that's a key lever in inspiring your team. The other piece is the why. So, um, hey, here's where we're going, but here's why we're going there. Here's what's important about it. Why is it significant? Why would we even try to invent this product? Why would we try and create this minimal viable product? Um, what's it going to do for the world? What's it going to fix or change? And so um, if you haven't seen Simon Sinek's TED talk yet on how great leaders inspire action, he recorded it in 2009. Um, He said, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And he talked about the correlation between the limbic center and the decision-making center of your brain. And how it feels about buying something or how it feels about buying into something. So if you've got people who are working for you for free or for equity that doesn't exist yet that you hope will exist someday, it's really important that you get this crystal clear vision down and that you get this purpose, this why of what you're doing down to inspire uh, motivation within them because you can't motivate people. People motivate themselves, but you can inspire people, which will help them to be motivated. The second thing that's really crucial is good communication. And I call this the ultimate vitamin, because I think that when you've got an organization, if you've got a great idea, if you've got smart people on your team, then good communication is just the vitamin boost that makes you healthier and stronger and faster and better. And so um, when you think about creating good, communication, there's a few things that you can do. Um, First, you want to lay the foundations for healthy conflict. Uh, When we talk about healthy conflict, we are talking about the opposite of what uh, Patrick Lencioni from Five Dysfunctions of a Team calls artificial harmony. So we want people to be sharing what's really going on. We want them asking hard questions like, do we know that this is going to work? Will people really care about this? Um, Why are we doing this? So You want people to feel free to have conflict, to ask hard questions, but you have to create an environment of psychological safety for people to feel comfortable about doing that. So, you know, reward them when they ask hard questions, reward them when they push back on the status quo or the norm, you know, let them know that you appreciate that. Um, Have create guiding principles for your organization in terms of communication One of the guiding principles at Peeling at our company is, um, was coined by our co-founder and CEO Gretchen Pisano. And she talks about, um, this idea that every problem is a frustrated opportunity trying to show itself. So when, as a team, we run into a problem, we immediately start thinking about like, what's the opportunity here. And that's where our conversation goes versus, Oh, this is such a big problem. Oh, I can't believe this is happening. So, um, we think about what are are the opportunities. So what are the guiding principles that you want to create for your organization? And then when you've got a group that's focused on positive things like opportunities, then you also want to create a culture of sharing good news. Um, Startup culture, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that goes into it. There are a lot of things that can go wrong. There can be a lot of disappointments. So it's really important to celebrate the small wins as well. Like Don't wait to celebrate until you get your first round of funding. Um, be celebrating as you're hitting your sprints, as you're coming up with great ideas, as you're scrapping something that you decided hasn't worked. So another magic phrase that you've heard me use in other shows before, but is this um, phrase, it makes me feel blank when you blink. I'm sure that wasn't your intention, but that's how I'm feeling. This is a great phrase to use if you've got uh, challenging people on your team. If somebody's hurt your feelings, if you're feeling bad about the way something went down, um, this is a great phrase to use. So it makes me feel, and then insert your negative emotion, sad, frustrated, irritated, angry. When you blank, insert the upsetting behavior, and then... Be sure to let people know, you know, make the generous assumption that it's not their intention to make you feel that way, that you just want to share with them the impact of their statement or the conversation. So um, when you're able to get through these communication pieces quickly, then you can get on to the next leg of your sprint and you can get back to work. But when you're hung up in this communication, you can have a lot of chit-chatting going on um, in different groups and you just... um, really aren't going to be as synergistic and as quick as you could be if you're having good communication. Now we got three more here, shared values, diverse strengths, and self-awareness. So shared values are important. Values are things that you hold in high moral regard. So when you think about your personal values, what's important to you? Is it bravery or prudence? Is it humor? Is it love? Is it integrity or creativity or optimism? Is it teamwork or leadership? what of these values do you hold in most high moral regard and understand with the team what are the values of your organization so that they understand how to make decisions when things get complicated so there's a great quote from some of the research from the org, and they say that values are also known as character strengths, and they're the bedrock of resilience and provide courage and conviction to show up when giving and receiving tough feedback, managing conflict, or making tough calls. So having these values are an important piece to having a strong team that works towards the same values in the same way. Now, diverse strengths are also very important. So you want to think about um, if you're really good at analytics and being a strategic thinker, then you need to get somebody on your team that's an executor, or an influencer. Um, I've worked with a couple teams where they've had great executors and great strategic thinkers, but they've had nobody who is an influencer, and they're wondering why they can't get their message out. So, even though we tend to hire people that are like us, we want to hire people who have the same values but different skill sets than us. So, different strengths. And you don't have to figure this out on your own. There's a great tool called Gallup Strengths Finders. You can find it at the website Gallup, GallupStrengthCenters.com. Um, and that will be able to, you'll be able to survey your employees before they're hired and survey your partners on the team and your co-founders to see like, Hey, what do we have on our team? And what are we missing? The last thing that I think is crucially important to a minimal viable team when creating a startup or any organization is self-awareness. Now, when you have self-awareness, it helps keep you in an outcome-focused state versus a reactive state or a protective state, and that'll help you create outcomes that matter. It can also help you adjust your pitch. If you're self-aware and you're sitting in a meeting with a potential venture capitalist or angel investor and you're pitching your product and they're giving you feedback, you can be aware of what message you're sending and you can shift on the fly. I found a, another great quote for you um, by Chris Musselwright. He wrote a leadership article in Ink Magazine, and he says, when you acknowledge what you have yet to learn, you're modeling that in your organization, that it's okay to admit that you don't have all the answers, to make mistakes, and most importantly, ask for help. These are all characteristics of an organization that is constantly learning and springboards into innovation and agility the two hallmarks of high-performing organizations. Now, when you think about funding a company, think about wanting to fund a company like that. Somebody who's got high self-awareness and somebody who can admit what they know and what they don't know and be willing to grow and learn from their mistakes versus getting hung up on trying to pretend the mistakes didn't happen or not realizing where they participated in the mistakes. So the first product idea that you have your MVP, it may not always pan out. So just know that you'll be better positioned to pivot and move on to the next iteration of your idea as long as you've invested in a great team because a great team can create many MVPs, but one MVP, MVP cannot replace a minimal viable team. So this is Alexis Robin on the bright side. Have a great week. We hope that you guys are enjoying these first few weeks of summer. If you'd like to check out some of the free resources, please visit our website.